So I said, sex is not the only way to show intimacy. Oh. So I was thinking about the conversation that we had uh, a few minutes ago. Right. They'll see it. And I guess, you know, we're going to probably drop these all at the same time. So it'll be like back to back. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I was thinking about that conversation. And I think the most frustrating thing about intimacy for me is how little people understand about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and how like intimacy, the only way to be close to somebody is to sleep with them. You don't which, even which explore. False. Right. You don't even explore other ways to like connect with people. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about like your experience with different kinds of intimacy um, and like how you figured out that sex wasn't the only way to be close to somebody. Okay. Um, do you want me to just talk as a woman or talk as a counselor? Or just like, just talk. I'll just, because you got so many bags you can come out of. I mean, you know. So many hats you wearing, you know, you got so much expertise. You we just, out here. You, know you want to, I mean, whatever you feel comfortable feel blessing like me with today. sound kind of sorry. A little bit. Like, I'm, there's a little hating going on right now. Like, just I mean, so many bags. It's like, I can come at it as a counselor. I, I mean, as a woman, do you, as a married woman, as a business owner, wow. do you want me to? How Nobody do you want even me to address all of that? How, how do you want me to address the people? However, however you see fit, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all what plan, are you gonna bless? Are y'all me praying with this? for my hating husband right now? <sighs> I mean, you know, you wanna you wanna bless us. You know what I'm saying? Do you think? Do you think? What was the question? <laughs> Talk to me about the time uh, where you learned the different levels of intimacy. Like, how did you learn that sex wasn't the only way to be close to somebody? Okay. So I think the first time I experienced intimacy without sex, well, you 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 experience intimacy with with your family. Mm. So the sense of you know safety and comfort. I mean, you know, if you had that experience, if you have that experience with your family, everybody doesn't necessarily have that. Um, but intimacy is the intentional time or the closeness that comes from intentional time being spent. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we develop, we've developed intimacy with our church members. We've developed intimacy with each other. We didn't have sex until we got married and we dated for three years. So we were intimate Ooh, Jesus. before we, we got, had to, we had to find several ways to be intimate. Like <sighs> I needed all the levels of intimacy because help us Lord. Help us, Lord. Makes sense. But and so that that that's how we knew that it was possible. Mm, So conversations, spending time with each other, and in those conversations, finding out how much we had in common. Yeah, like none of that was sexual, but all of it was meaningful and genuine. Yeah, I think that like that's that's real, and I think that one of the one of the mistakes that people make is that like there are genuine relationships. Right. That we're not meant to become romantic, Mm -hmm. but we're meant to be intimate. Yeah. We're meant to like for you to share life with that person on a on a very deep level. But then you have sex and you ruin the whole thing. Right. You have to throw throw the baby out. You know what I mean? Because like once you cross that threshold, it changes everything. It does. Right. Um, And so, like, I think for me, um, I was. Uh, at church. Um, and so like, it's a funny story. Um, 
It may not be like super funny to anybody else, but it was funny to me. Okay. 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 So this is this what so I was, you know, at church doing like ministry stuff okay. with like kids and whatnot. And there was this um there was this woman, this white woman, who I was like very attracted to, which was weird to me because I not attracted to white women. Right? Okay. It's just like not my bag. So right? Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick is different, okay? Just <laughs> put her in a bag all by herself, okay? okay? Um, but it was at that time, like, it was just, like, it was odd to me. So I started, like, investigating inside me, like, like, wait a minute. This isn't a, this isn't a thing for me. Like, why, why am I attracted here, mm. right? Um, and so, like, there was, like, this, I was drawn to her, right? And the only experience that I'd had up until that point outside of, like, family is that if I was drawn to them, like maybe I just wanted, to, I wanted to kick it with them. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to build that, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of relationship. And what I realized it, after talking to her, right. Um, is that like, there was an assignment there. Okay. Right. And so I was attracted to her because like spirit recognized spirit. And so like, there was a love that I had to express to her and to her children. Right. That, that if I had to try to cross the line, I wouldn't have been able to like give. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I realized that like, oh man, when I have an assignment, sometimes it can feel like romantic attraction. Mm-hmm. Right. And I need to know the difference and pretty quickly so that I don't end up in a bad spot. How did you recognize the difference? Well, there were some, there were some guardrails in place. Okay. Right. And so, like, one, and, you know, it's a blessing because, like, I was with you, right? So, like, I'm already, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm already in a relationship. So, obviously, like, I can't go left here. You know what I'm saying? I'm not about to mess this up. So, like, can't go left here. Um, But the attraction was still strong. Also, I'm at church, right? And so, like, there are certain guardrails for being in ministry that, that keep you from going too far left. It should. It should keep you from going too far left, right? And so with those things in place, it gave me an opportunity to, like, investigate, Mm -hmm. to pray about it. Be like, okay, God, like, what's going on here? Like, why are you, like, where are these feelings coming from, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so, like, it gave me an opportunity to do that. And not everybody, like, I'm not going to suggest that, like, this is innate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not something that like happens, but it is something that like you should explore always. Right. Um, that like sex shouldn't be the first option. Yeah. Right. It shouldn't be the thing like sex is the is the completion. It's the zenith. Right. Like we don't look at it in that way. Right. Um, our culture doesn't look at it in that way um, that like we look at sex like. Like it's just something to do on a Saturday night. You know what I'm saying? Like vibes is right. Let's yeah. Like I'm let's get it. I'm bored. You bored. I'm feeling it. You feeling it. Like I got an itch. You got an itch. We good. Let's just make this happen. Right. And it's like, bro, that's dicey. And you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not a believer, you know what I'm saying? Like then, all right, man, you know what I'm saying? I, I ain't got nothing for you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, but if you're a believer, then like, you got to take that that level of intimacy pretty seriously because, like, God does. For sure. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, 
far as I can tell, God didn't change his definition of marriage. We did mm-hmm. in the sense that, in the sense that like when you saw it in scripture, I was just reading this in Genesis, mm-hmm. right? Um, that like, and they went into tent and he made her his wife. That's how they describe the sexual encounter. Right. So wait, hold on. <laughs> like, <laughs> Are you saying that whoever you have sex with is treated like a spouse or viewed as your spouse? Yeah, because the two shall become one. I knew that. I just wanted you to say it. I, it's it's I mean, like that's now. Did and he, we? And he knew her and he knew her. <laughs> right. He has taken her on as a wife. Because what was understood in that culture at that time is that, like, if you sleep with me, you have a responsibility to me. Mm. Right. Because what can result from you having sex with me. Right. is a child. Yeah. And so, like, if you're willing to, like, take that risk, you have a responsibility to me at that time. Right. Um, and it's wild. Like, the only other time you see that um, in scripture and now you got me going down to scripture. uh, <laughs> right. Talk about it, Pastor. Um, but like the only other time you see that in scripture is when they're talking about like temple prostitutes, mm. right? They don't have the same regard, but they're still things that like they needed to be taken care of. And so there was an exchange of goods, like a high exchange of goods for you to just be like sleeping around. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, not to suggest that like um I don't want to like beat people up here. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just talking about like how how seriously you have to take that level of intimacy and there has to be steps before it. Right. There has to be like deep conversation, like to value that level of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because like it's like you're putting the cart before the horse mm-hmm. when you're doing that. And like, you know, it's not popular to talk about that. And you know what I'm saying? Like, how are you supposed to say chase? And like, I mean, I had sex with people before I got married. So I don't want it to seem like, you know, I'm out here talking about something I don't know nothing about. And like, it's easy. It's it's not right. Um, you find yourself in situations. It's an over-sexualized society. Like there are things, there's grace, there's grace for that. Yeah. But it is a, it is a thing. Like intimacy is something that is beautiful, that builds long lasting relationships um, of all kinds. And if you relegate that to just like sleeping with somebody. Yeah. But it's it's like our um it's like our bishop says anything that grows right grows slow, mm. and so if you if there's a rush to to then be physically intimate, then that means that there probably wasn't enough time taken to to cultivate that relationship, because then oftentimes when you have though those relationships or those types of encounters with people you find out aspects about them that you probably would have probably pushed you to change your mind or kept you from pursuing. Yeah. And now it's hard because, and I know that, like I said, this is not sexy. This is not popular, but soul ties are a very real thing to me. Okay. I very much believe in soul ties. I do not believe that they can't be broken. I'm not going to go that far, but I do believe when you are exchanging yourself mm-hmm. with someone it is very difficult to not be connected connected to them yeah. 
um, not only spiritually, but also just biologically. When you climax, your body releases a hormone that pushes you to be close with someone. Yeah. And it's the same hormone that a mother releases when she breastfeeds. Yeah. So like to say that soul ties aren't real or that you don't believe in them. I mean, you cannot, you cannot believe in them, but that doesn't make them any less real. I think that like when you come into contact with people who like, um, sex, having sex with another person or with anybody is not a big deal. I, I tend to believe that like, if you sit with that person long enough, there's some trauma, there's some trauma, right. That you've gotten used to the connection, not meaning anything. So you become numb to it. Right. Um, I'm not sure of like if anybody who's had like a, like your first sexual encounter, mm-hmm. right? Like it was kind of a big deal if it wasn't traumatic. Yeah. Right. And so like leaving that as a as a thing yeah. that sometimes like your first sexual encounter is traumatic. And that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about if your first sexual encounter was a thing that you chose. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, a thing that was a that that was a decision on the part of you and another person. Generally, if that was your first encounter, you felt something for that person. Yes. You know what I mean? There was there was something that like after you felt connected, yeah. you felt close, you wanted that to be a thing. Mm-hmm. But after a while, you realized that it wasn't going to be a forever thing. And so you equated in your mind that like sex must not be a thing that happens to keep you together. Mm. Right. You don't you don't really need that to keep you together. And so you start building resistance to the emotion that's attached to it. Right. It becomes like your your trauma numbs you to that emotion. We call that um, savage or thuggery. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. That's what the folks call it in the streets. Yep. OK. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't be knowing stuff about stuff. It's a thing. Yeah, okay. You got you to gotta work with kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Teenagers you, keep me hip. No, I I do remember having some conversations with uh with folks where they would say, um, after they got their heart broke, they would say, "I'm going into savage mode." Mm-hmm. Right. And so what that which means, means they was, continue to make bad decisions and make their trauma or their baggage worse. Right. And then like they bring other people in with them. Right. And so like their savage mode becomes how they wreak havoc on other people, so other people feel the way that they do. Yeah. Right. And well, it just furthers the trauma. Hurt people, hurt people. It's a it's a wild thing, bro. Listen, it, when when you're in that kind of pain, you are willing to do anything to stop it. Oof. Like it's it can be unbearable, mm. and so you know, some. I mean, it, I understand how people get you know smoking, drinking, or sexing it away because. Even if for that moment, there's just some, I don't have to think about it. There's something else that is in the forefront of my mind, or I can just be in this experience for a little while so that I don't have to be reminded of the pain of the trauma of the. Yeah. I think that like, we need to give a remedy though. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like, I know that it's, it's almost cliche cliche to say that like, Holy spirit can, can help you with Mm -hmm. that. Right. Um, but the truth of the matter is Holy Spirit, Jesus died for that. Holy Spirit can help you with that and that comfort, mm-hmm. but it's a choice mm-hmm. and like you're not exempt from the feeling of it. And so like you will have to feel it to reset it. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Because like if you break your arm and you never go to the hospital, it never sets properly. It never sets properly. And so in order for it to be set properly, what did I have to do? You got to break it. again. got to break it again. And so you have to feel that pain in order for it to be set properly. I was listening to this, um, uh, this, this, this song by no big deal. One of the things that he said in it, um, was like, he was like having a conversation with, with Jesus. And Mm -hmm. he says that like, Jesus, why did you weep if you knew you were going to raise your friend again? Right. Mm -hmm. And he says the promise of heaven doesn't take away the depression. Right. And so like, you still have to feel it, but I'm promising that you, that I will be there with you in the feeling. Right. Um, And so like, that's the thing that like, you're going to have to feel it because you made a choice. You don't have to feel it. But if you allow Christ, if you allow Holy Spirit to guide you through it, right, to to be there with you, you start to develop some resilience mm-hmm. that you can make better choices, that you will survive this thing. And you stop being dependent on things that don't feel that whole. Mm. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Oh, we weren't expecting to go there, bro. That was good stuff. Man, I like having you here. You're going to get me used to it. That's not a good thing. Well, I am used to you. That part. I don't know. I don't know what I would do without you, bro. That was that was all I had to say about that. <laughs> I think that's all we had to say about that. Well, this was so I said, and we just did. We out. Hey, Amen. Don't skip this outro. I've worked too hard on this outro. I've literally recorded this like 300 times and I'm over it. You've listened to one of these episodes. You're definitely my friend right now because I put in a lot of work for this. Season two is about friendship. Share it with some of your friends. I don't care how you share it with them. Just share it with them. Okay. Because like, I'm really sick of recording this outro and people don't even listen to outros anymore, but you better be listening to this outro. And if you're listening to this outro at this point, you are probably my best friend and I appreciate you so much. So take it to that next level and subscribe on whatever podcast site you're listening to. And if you want to engage with more content, talk to me a little bit. We're so I said media on everything. Okay, enough. I'm done recording these outros because you're probably not even listening to it anyway. But if you are, thank you so much. Now go listen to the next episode.